Hi, my name is Anne McElhenney. And I'm Phelan McAleer. And welcome to the Anne and Phelan Scoop. Daily Virus, where we discuss the latest news, views, advice and madness of the pandemic. It's Tuesday, June the 30th, week 15 of our two-week flatten the curve lockdown. And we are not happy at all. So guess what's happening now? Yes, so uh, is it week, fif- week 15 of the two-week lockdown to flatten the curve? Crazy California strikes again. They are closing everything down again. This is why basically big government sucks, why the Republican leadership sucks, why basically everybody sucks. And uh, we are not happy. We We're are not, not happy. happy. And you shouldn't be happy either. And the LA Times, those great journalists, those, those Pulitzer Prize winning journalists, just can't work out why there might be a spike in LA County. That was seeded, you know, that was started about two weeks ago. No idea. They can't help, they can't go through their files and work out, was there any big gathering, anything big happening two weeks ago? So we will help these investigating journalists. uh, With their journalizing. Yes, or journalisming, or whatever it is they do. And what's really happening in Texas, the doctor tweets the truth. So So tell me. uh, So, well, you know, yesterday, you know, um, because, you know, the truth is we've been talking here on the Daily Virus about cutting back and saying, you know, well, basically, you know, things are you know, going back to normal a bit, um, you know, the news is very good and the real numbers are really good. Um, so things should be going back to normal. Not according to everyone else, though. However. Well, all, all the cynical people we know said they're going to close it down again because they can, because they want to, because... Anything that makes the orange man look bad. Yes. So anything that looks and makes America look bad, that the whole pandemic has been really badly organized, really badly managed. You know, let's push those stories. So, so here's what happened yesterday, and some of you know, obviously. Um, here in LA County, here in Los Angeles, they decided to close the beaches for July the 4th. Yeah. You know, we'd had, a, we'd had an erosion that had started you know, yes, uh, uh, yesterday, right? Yeah. Where, where the bars suddenly were closed. Yeah. Um, and now they've decided to close the beaches on the 4th of July. And you know what it makes me think about? You know, we're in Hollywood here, basically. Um, and they don't want to be the mayor of the beach in Jaws. Is, that, right. is that kind of, yes. is that the idiocy that we're going? And, and it, sorry, Phil, you, I mean, it is unbelievable. This. Yeah. We are so annoyed, angry, pissed off, by the way, because it's scary, actually. Because that's exact. This is the. This is why we're conservatives. We are conservatives because if the government can give you everything, they can. God can they take everything away from you too? And it's so arbitrary. Yeah. And it's so not based on science. It's so not based on facts. It's so not based on anything that makes any sense. They haven't produced any science to show a that there's a that there's a overwhelming demand on beds. Or hospitals, they haven't produced any science to show that beach gatherings spread the virus. Uh, look, there's nowhere for people social distance more than on the beaches. Yeah, yeah. If you go to the beach, you are always ten feet from your neighbours. You don't want to sit beside your neighbours. You look at people arriving on the beach; they spend half an hour trying to find the perfect spot that's at the right where they want to sit. To, yeah, not where they're close. not. Yeah, with their family but, unit and their friends. But it's all about staying away from other family units and being outside in the air. You know, in the fresh air by the seaside, where there's always kind of an on a bit of a breeze and all of that. But but the reason that this is really annoying is that. Obviously, and we talked about this yesterday, the newspaper headlines all over the world, all over the world, by the way, are talking about an increase, surge in cases, massive surge in cases. In America, surge, massive cases, 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 cases. What's a case? What is a case, Phelan? You tell us what a case is. 
A case is when someone goes to a hospital and is tested and is positive. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And who are they testing nowadays? Basically everybody. So they're testing young people as well. And people are testing positive. Well, the actual we'll, truth we'll, about this, by the way, we'll is it's it, really good news, We'll by the come way. to it later, actually. Okay. In, in Texas, we'll come to some of that later. You know, people are going back to work. And as soon as you get a cough, the, the, the boss is sending you off to get tested. These are 30-year-old people. We'll come to that later. But deaths, Sam. So, 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 you know, what should really be the indicator that matters here? Because obviously we're dealing with a deadly pandemic. We're dealing with a deadly disease. We're de- with a disease that kills people. But we have some, we have some, you know, we have, we have some information. It doesn't kill everyone. It doesn't kill children. It doesn't kill middle-aged people. It doesn't kill, it kill, and it, but it kills people who, the, it kills people who have comorbidities, people who have underlying conditions and people who are very old. Very old. Um, but, you know, let's see, what would be a really important indicator that things are getting better? Mm, mm. Let's see. Oh, let's scratch our heads uh. here. What if the death rate had fallen? Dramatically, let's say what? So uh, let's just tell you. Let's just tell you. Let's just say it fell by something ridiculous, like ninety percent down. That'd be a headline failure, wouldn't it? That'd be a headline. (laughs) Those journalists, those those Pulitzer Prize-winning journalists, they'd have noticed that. Yeah. Well, they didn't, and the death rate in the United States has fallen by ninety percent. Nine zero. Nine zero from the height, from the height, which I think was like the eleventh of April. The number has dropped, and those charts, by the way, and I, I challenge you. Go online and try to find that death chart. And it's really hard to find. It's there, but it's really hard to find. The charts that they want are the ones where the, where the, the, app, where the cases go way off the chart. Huge, massive spike. No, the, the, the chart that is significant, the one that matters, is the good news. People aren't dying in crazy numbers anymore. They're, the number has dropped by 90% from the peak. And this is getting this is getting buried. This story is getting buried. And this is how you know that the media are so dishonest. Because by the way, that's a story. 90% drop in death is a story. It's an important story. It's a good story. It's a good news story. And it's one that they don't and want to. And it's getting better and better and better. And it's and it's been consistently 90% for days now. Uh, you know. Look, at and ha- in every and in every age bracket, and we're looking at the different. Age, I'm just looking at the actual chart here. In every age bracket, including the worst age bracket, if you look there, film yeah. at the people at 85 uh, years old and older, it's just dropped. It has dropped I mean, it's, it's, from the height. So uh, you know, this is an audio uh, format, obviously, but we're looking at this graph. It's, I mean, that for the elderly, that's like one of those dangerous ski slopes you shouldn't go on, yeah, right? Yeah, it's just shoom, straight down. Um, you know, it's not vertical, right? But it's it's. Uh, I wouldn't. I I'm not a very experienced skier. I wouldn't ski that. And it's interesting, by the way, that the numbers of people who have died. So you know, people have, you know, they've obviously got better at treating people. They've they've found some new medicines that work much yeah. better. But the result has been really positive. So people, yes, there's a lot of people who have who have got it, who have got COVID, but they have they have mild. Symptoms and they're being treated properly, and they are not being hospitalised, and people are not dying. We'll get on to the increase in hospitalisations in a, in, in a in, second. In a second. But it's yeah. good to look again, and I did. I mean, I did this the other day, and this is taken from Johns Hopkins. Um, but you know, how many people in the United States, um, you know, are infected? Or sorry, across. Actually, I think that's across. I think that's across the world. Actually, yes. four point two million people yes. are infected across the world. 
of those people, 99%, okay, 99% have a mild condition and only 1% of them are in a serious condition. I mean, these are also incredibly important numbers, incredibly important numbers that yeah, people but, but would actually, know that. The, the figure, on, on March the 3rd, the World Health Organization said there was a 3.4% mortality rate uh, for COVID. Now it's clear that 1% are become serious or critically injured or Chris, Chris, yeah, but And that's not even the people who die. That's not the people who die. That's not even the people I who believe, die. I believe that... I, I point I, to, I think it's... But it's very hard to find. It's very hard to find. No, no, it's very hard to find. I, I think that the death... The death point is two. Point I think it's point two, and that's but according these, to the these CDC. These good news figures are very hard to find. It, there's something... It's very... I have to say, it, you know, when this all happened yesterday, and we were obviously talking about it all, all yesterday evening, um, it's very, very depressing that this story is being buried. It's very, very depressing that journalists aren't telling the truth, that they aren't reporting on what's actually happening. And again, for those people who think that America is a basket case, once more, I'm going to do this. The actual number of deaths per million up to literally up to just now, the worst case, the worst country. And this is, is from the website Worldometer, Worldometer. Or, 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 or Worldometer, some, or some people like to call it, some of those other people called it Worldometer, but it's Worldometer.com. Yeah, exactly. So um, to deaths per million of the population, the worst place is San Marino, the second place, Belgium, Andorra is three, UK is four, Spain is five, Italy six, Sweden seven, France eight, USA is nine. After that is Netherlands, Ireland, and by the way, and Ireland, and I've heard this from a lot of people, and Ireland, by the way, was much higher than the United States f up until just very, very recently. So, you know, what's happened in... This is, this is extraordinary. Yeah, so, this, there, I mean, KUS, KUSI <coughs> uh, station in... San Diego, San Diego are, are doing a great job, actually. They well are, done, them. Yeah. Some, so some journalists, there some, are some bright yeah. lights out anyway, there. Anyway, here's a headline, you know, from, from KUSI San Diego. San Diego County health officials don't know how many people who tested positive visited bars, but they closed them anyway, <laughs> right? And you know, so, and they asked the the the, uh, the, the supervisor, officer, uh, yeah. uh, Nathan Fletcher, bars are clearly social settings where different peeps, people and groups often mix. The simple reality is, and blah blah blah, we're closing them, and we're, you know, we need to close them as public health and because of the spike. And after the mandate closure was announced at Monday's press briefing, one reporter asked county health officials, how many people who tested positive in San Diego County visited bars, wineries and breweries? How many? How many cases have you actually gotten out of these locations? Dr. MacDonald answered the question saying, we don't have the exact number. We don't have an exact number. But we're going to close. We're going to do it anyway. We're going to close people's livelihoods and take away their joy. He is the definition of killjoy. That's the definition, by the way. That's the textbook definition well, uh, uh, of what a killjoy yeah. is. And Dr. McDonald. He's actually going to kill people as well. He's not only killing joy, he's killing people but through mental health issues. You know, so we, you know, we have sat here and watched homeless encampments that didn't have to obey the rules. We sat here and watched as Black Lives Matter protesters were praised for going out in groups of tens of thousands without masks. We tolerated it when they brought in a curfew because that was the thing to do. Then they announced they weren't going to prosecute those who broke the curfew. Uh, uh, those who broke the curfew and gave cover and took resources when the police could be protecting lives and property. 
uh, the, these people were out there breaking the curfew, taking them away from it. Now they're getting away scot-free. And now they're, going, they're telling us we're going, they're going to fine us $1,000 for walking on the beach on July 4th. I think we're going to be walking on the beach on July 4th, Phil. I think and so And I too. have to say, I have to ask you a question. Do you think, given the way that the police have been treated by the population in Los Angeles recently and by the city of Los Angeles, who have refused to give police officers to pay them their overtime, do you think that those police officers are going to be collecting $1,000 of people sitting on the beach on their deck chairs. I don't know. Actually, I, you know, I, I wish I had you, uh, your confidence. Well, I'll it. tell you one thing. I think we're going to test that out, Phil, yeah, because well, I'm so going to be out I'm there just, with my uh, deck it's a pity. It's a pity this, this, is, this is only audio. We're there. going to be putting this up on our Twitter feed, Yeah, we're going to put it up on our Twitter feed, the Alan Phelan scoop on our Twitter feed. A picture of the mayor of Los Angeles a week ago standing in a crowd of thousands without thousands a Thousands without a, a Black Lives Matter protest. And he wouldn't want anyone not to have seen his face, you and, see. And, you know... The, the the and again KUSI in San Diego did a did a story there uh, where the, they're asking the uh, health official in San Diego have you should we test people who went to the Black Lives Matter protests and then you can't see this she just she rolls her eyes oh she rolled her eyes oh god oh, oh why god. are you asking me that why me, why would because, you why would you ask me that I'll question? tell you why I'm asking that because you're closing. The beaches, you're closing bars, you're closing people's livelihoods, you're closing, you're taking joy and livelihoods and the right to, to work away from people, but you're allowing people to gather in tens of thousands and ha, ha, seem to have no problem. But you're, you're basically saying that if you are out there for the right reasons, you're COVID immune. Yeah. No, and, and by the way, it's incredible. And I think one of the things that I think is very clear here is that the people making these decisions are so wealthy, and I really mean wealthy. So Barbara Ferrer, who is the head of the, um, what do you call that? She's the public health officer here in Los Angeles County, earns $550,000 a year. By the way, you know, more than the president of the United States. She earns more than the Vice President of the United States. She earns more than many doctors working in these hospitals around, around the state. She's earning this fortune. Do you think, Phelan, with her fortune, that she probably has a swimming pool? That that's would, where she'll be spending the weekend. Yeah, I, I would imagine so. Uh, I would imagine so. And I think what, what's missing here is because she has no problem with her livelihood, her livelihood is not dependent on any of these arbitrary decisions that she's making that make no sense at all, where there is no science at all is because she doesn't know what it means to run a small business. She doesn't know what it's like for those people along the beach communities who are running bars, running restaurants, trying to get their businesses going again after this huge three-month lockdown, and then for them to arbitrarily say on the one weekend of the year where they have a chance of making money, we're just going to close it based yes. on nothing. Based on, based no on nothing. Based on no science. 90% drop in the death but, rate. But why wouldn't they, Anne? Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they do this? Where's the leadership? Where's the Republican leadership? Oh yeah, where's the where, Republican where's leadership? The, where's the example of another state saying, we're going to do it this way and the science will back us up? Republican governors are not helping. They're rolling back in Texas. They're rolling back in Arizona. They're rolling back in Florida based on media hysteria, not on science. Based, they want to be liked. 
And but it's like, been... I, but I'm, I'm sort of amazed as well. I mean, does no one, does, does everyone, I mean, it's quite, obviously the, the media are incredibly powerful and we've never really known that quite, quite to the extent that we know it right now because people don't know what's going on. People don't know that there's all this good news out there that actually more and more people have the virus but aren't sick. They're not sick and they're not needing hospitalization and they're not dying, which is the really important thing. They're not dying. 90% less people have died and we're not hearing that. We're getting none of that information. And I can tell you, go online, you'll find that information, but it's hard. It's not easy. It's not the front page of Johns Hopkins. It's not the front page of Worldometer. Talking about front page. Uh, Talking about front page. This is the LA Times. Please. A Times analysis has found that new COVID-19 hospitalizations in California began accelerating, accelerating around June 15th at a rate not seen since early April. Hmm. This, mean, this means more people may have gotten exposed to the virus around the week of Memorial Day or shortly thereafter. But they just, they cannot work out um, what... What would it be that happened two weeks ago? What could it possibly be that happened Memorial that Day. might have accelerated the number of cases? I have to say, Twitter's having great fun with this. You know, we should check if there was any large gatherings of crowds of people who yelled and screamed in close proximity to each other. One yeah. one Twitter yeah. guy said. Yeah, so. I mean, and loads of people on Twitter. And uh, and by the way, and by the way, for those of you who are not on Twitter, Twitter is a great place to try and find. Uh, you know the truth and again we also recommend lockdown skeptics our friend lockdown skeptics uh, Toby Young in the UK but there you have to actually go out and search for this information because the media the last thing they want is for their for there to be any good news here and there is tons of good news so uh, talking of good news so Alex Berenson who's a former New York Times journalist uh, uh, who's done a brilliant job actually uh, I suppose this is why he's a former New York Times journalist he's done a brilliant job at uh, on during this pandemic uh, and as, as I say it's probably why he's a former reporter he has published a letter sent out by a doctor a Texas ER doctor a senior executive from a Texas uh, ER chain that sees thousands of patients a month and he has tweeted the screenshots of the letter it's it's a wonderful letter it's unbelievable and I think it's worth film I actually think it's worth our while to read a lot of this out. Okay. Um, this man is J.B. Neiman, he gives his name. He's the managing partner and general counsel of a Texas-based company that owns and operates 13 freestanding emergency clinics in the state of Texas. So he decides to, uh, you know, he, doesn't, he says, I don't want to put a target on my back or my company's back, but I want to tell the truth. So he says, in June, we tested over 2,231 patients. Positive rate is now 20%. Uh, it was 4 to 6% positive in May. Vast majority of the cases are mild to very mild symptoms. Average age of the people getting tested is mid-30s. Very different patient in terms of age than we saw before June. Most of these patients would not have met the strict criteria that we previously had and all health facilities had. We know that. For our, COVID testing. Our yeah. friend in New York was basically, you know, almost was, was seriously ill in his bed and yeah. could not get tested in new york yes. he had he had COVID. yeah uh, uh, but he and was, he's fine by the way he's fine but he was he was not fine for a long time and he could not get testing uh his wife had to fight tooth and nail so clinically this goes on clinically we've had very few hospital transfers because of COVID. so so they test but few had few hospital transfers vast majority of the patients are better within two to three days of the visit and most would be described as having a cold a mild one at that 
or the symptoms related to allergies. We've often provided a steroid shot and some antibiotics. By the time we have follow-up calls, most of the patients are no longer experiencing any symptoms. They often say the shot really made a difference. In terms of what is driving them to the ER, roughly a half of them have been told by their employers to get a test. They have a sneeze or a cough and their employer tells them to go home and get tested. The other half just want to know. They have mild symptoms and some don't have any symptoms, but game the system and check a box that they have a symptom so they can get a test. They cannot get a test unless they present with symptoms. If they have no symptoms, we send them away, which does happen. In terms of information from within hospital systems, um, and he goes on to describe the average length of stay of COVID patients is three to five days in hospitals, much lower than the patients seen in April and early May. The symptoms are also milder. Most of the patients are not ending up in the ICU. The hospital, this is important, you, t- you hear about ICUs being filled. And where do you hear what they're filled with? The hospital ICUs are filled with really sick people with non-COVID issues. They didn't come in earlier because they were scared and now they are super sick. We talked about this before on the virus. You scared people and they didn't come into hospital and now they're jamming up the ICUs because they're super sick. Yeah, uh, this is terrible. From multiple sources at different hospitals, they, 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 they say they have plenty of capacity and no shortage of acute care beds. No real data on breakdown of patients who have COVID but are not in hospital because of COVID. So if you're in hospital or even if you're in the ICU for a different matter and you're tested and you have COVID, then you're down as a COVID patient who's in an ICU. Lots of people have COVID, but it's not, it's not affecting their medical condition. And I think this is very interesting, this last point he makes, mm. by the way. I think this is really interesting because many of you probably are listening and thinking, but why, like, why, you know, why, cases, why are there all these cases, whatever. It's, this is very, very important. And this is, again, from this uh, administrator of, what, 12 um, urgent care centres. Finally, I heard several stories of how discharge planners are being pressured to put COVID as a primary diagnosis, as that pays significantly better. Hospitals want to avoid the discussion, but if they don't, they risk another shutdown. This may be an explanation for why there is a gap in hospital executives saying they have plenty of capacity and the increasing number of COVID hospitalizations. You open up your hospital to normal medical care and you test every one of those patients. The result is higher percentage of patients who have COVID. So there is a financial incentive also connected with this that uh, is not, again, of course, the media, our incurious media, the incurious media have no interest in telling that story. So uh, something else he wants to pass on, since COVID hit, this is the last paragraph, our ER volume decreased 50% in the month of April. However, a percentage of level five ER claims, the highest level, very acute patients, doubled. The patients that did come in waited much longer than they should have and normally would have. People were just so scared. Overall, based upon what we are seeing at our facilities, the bub information is really more of a positive story. You have more people who are tested positive with minimal symptoms. That means the fatality rate is less than commonly reported. Yeah. So the question, so to, you know, the takeout from today, I mean, the big question is we have this huge surge, this surge in cases, cases. What's a case? What's a case? It's someone who has been tested positive. Are they sick? most of them, the vast majority of them, have mild symptoms. That's the, this is the story. The good news, 
and that, that is buried and shame on every journalist who is pushing for panic, who is pushing for hysteria, when the truth is that 90% people of people, the death rate has dropped by 90% from its peak. This is the good news that is being buried. And instead of that, we have more panic and we have the beaches closing here. We have state after state giving into the panic, giving into the hysteria and, and killing joy and killing joy killing at a time when we are supposed to be celebrating the ind independence of America. You're killing people who are not going to the ER because they think there's this, it's full of people with this rampant disease. Yeah. Uh, you're also killing people who, who are suffering from mental health issues, who cannot get out. Who, I mean, So we are going to be testing. I, I just don't know whether I'm going to go on the beach as a Black Lives protester, Black Lives Matter protester, or as the Venice Beach Autonomous Zone. We should set up a Venice Beach oh, yeah, we Autonomous started. Zone. Oh yeah, we should do that. By the way, I, we're humorless today. I feel really humorless today. We are super angry. This, we just heard this yesterday evening. We went for a walk. We walked in separate directions so we didn't have to talk to each other to try and think this through. I tried, and I tried to listen to, to some podcasts, but I couldn't. I just had to listen to music to try to calm down because this is very, very upsetting. Politicians have let people down really, really badly. And the media have let The media have, have, have shirked their responsibility to tell the news, to tell the stories, to get the news out to people about what is actually happening. What's actually happening is something really good. We're looking basically at some kind of version of a herd immunity. Yes. A huge number of people now seem to have this, that you know, much, much higher numbers of people have had this, have it, and have no either mild or no symptoms. Um, and again, just to remind you again, that 90%, the 90% number, the 90% drop in the number of people who've died, despite this huge surge in cases. But try to find that, try to find that story in the mainstream media and you will have a big, and that's why you come here to us every morning. But we are very sad that we're so upset this morning. Um, we will, you know, we were, obviously we're going to keep on coming to you with yes. the news, telling you this stuff because it's unbelievable how, how vital now we, yes. we turn out to be because this is being buried. This, these stories are not, you have to yeah. search this stuff we out. Had thought, we had thought we were going to be winding down. We, to, we totally were. We were having that conversation. We were wondering, but how know, do we break it to you that we're but, going to do less you know stories? What? We probably will be winding down because you know what? This is just a publicity grab, a power grab and a publicity grab. And they'll do it for the 4th of July because it'll get them they'll look dynamic and, and, and forceful and powerful. And then they'll just say, oh, it's over now and let people back. Unless there's, new, there's of course, there's new swine flu in Asia and they'll, maybe they'll institute a panic over that. And, you know, this lockdowns are bad because when do you not have a lockdown when, when a, a flu arrives? I mean, if there's a particularly virulent flu yeah. that, that is three quarters as bad as as. If there's, if there's any um, silver lining out of this film, if there's any silver lining out of this, it would be, and I, I'm, I'm inclined to be an optimist. My father always said, yeah, we, 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 our family, we don't suffer from depression, we suffer from terminal optimism. And I'm inclined to always be optimistic. And I would like to believe that the lessons will be learned out of this and this will, this will never happen again. That every yeah. government in the world won't won't be so won't swallow this, or that the people will say no. no. I mean, I'm amazed. People aren't people aren't revolting here, but I think they might be. This weekend is going to be very interesting. It's tw it's the fourth of July. What's going to happen at the beaches here? What about the people who? And I I mean, there's so many scenarios you start thinking about. People who took their holidays, people who've taken vacation, have booked hotels. What do the hotels do with people here? 
when the beaches are closed. I can't even imagine it. I can't even, I mean, are the bike paths open? We don't know, but I'll tell you one thing, we'll be covering that and letting you know. That's what we'll do, Phil, and we'll sit in our deck chairs on the Venice beach and we will report the news as it's happening over this 4th of July weekend. But anyway, for today, that's that's enough of a rant from us for today, but we're very angry. We hope you're okay where you are. And we hope, we're sorry for making your morning angry. Yeah. But uh, yeah. That's, sometimes a little anger is good. Um, soon, next time. Okay, bye. Bye-bye.